Hello and welcome to the Euro What, episode 109 for the week of March 1st, 2021. I'm Mike McComb and I'm joined today by Ben Smith. Hey Ben. Hey Mike. We are a pair of Americans trying to make sense of the Eurovision Song Contest. And this week, we'll be talking about a bunch of song drops and another Super Saturday on the horizon. How's it going, Ben? To paraphrase the Ramones, 2020-27 entries to go, I want to be sedated. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, wake me up in like one week so we can record the show, Uh uh, but then wake me up in two weeks when we have all the entries because, oh boy. No, you don't. You're not getting out of this (laughs) I'm not getting out of Saturday duty. Yeah, no. no. (laughs) (laughs) You are going to go through the marathon along with all of us. Uh, Yeah. It was nice to have this little bit of calm before these kind of last two, two and a half weeks of selection season when uh, everybody finally realizes that it's mid-March and we need to get songs on the docket. It was nice, but it felt too quiet and I did not like it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what? I have a half hour break between Melfest and Festival de like Cansao? I... What? What is this nonsense? <laughs> I'm not watching something on a television and also my laptop at the same time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the week actually started a little bit earlier than Saturday. We had a few song drops that kind of trickled in during the week. Uh, the first one being uh, Cyprus and El Diablo. Onion article where it's Marilyn Manson going door to door in in new effort to shock America. (laughs) There was so much hype about this one. Mm -hmm. It definitely is a step up from Cypress's entry last year. I would say it's head and shoulders above uh, last year's entry, Uh, but for other reasons. There, Uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The more I look at it, the more derivative it is. Like it feels like any of what the internet calls the main pop girls could have dropped this one. Mm. It feels very generic 2020s pop to me. I think that's fair. Yeah, I, I've been seeing a lot of people like calling it a Lady Gaga ripoff, which I sort of get that. But at the same time, it's just like, all right, like Lady Gaga has been at the height of her game for over a decade. So there is going to be some influence in the industry at this point. But there's just a lot of weirdness surrounding this video, mm-hmm. and this video mm-hmm. and this song. So uh, Zara Larson, she had a video, I guess it was last summer, maybe last fall, uh, called Love Me Land, which looks strikingly similar to the concept of this video, like in terms of everything. <laughs> yeah, I came into this one really ready to, to discuss like the 30 Rock levels of product placement. Oh, yes. In the video. And then clicked on the link to the Zara Larson video we had in our show notes for this episode it was like, oh, this is just that video. Down to the wardrobe, down to the hairstyling. Mm-hmm. Everything. The room that they were in, it just looked like it was kind of filmed at a different angle. So it's like, all right, that's kind of weird. And then the extreme product placement, like there was the head and shoulders shampoo and uh some nail polish. Is it like- some nail thing? Yeah. Like product placement is fine. Like you need to you need to fund making the music video somehow, but just like the fact that like a full shot that's just of the head and shoulders bottle, and then later her holding, you know, her measuring out an adequate amount of head and shoulders mm-hmm. into her hand. And then just showing the nail polish to the camera, which is like, oh, this is this is blatant. Yeah. The video for Fuego had product placement in it as well. And it was kind of 
blatant, but it wasn't holding a pineapple like directly in front of the camera being like, buy this thing. <laughs> this time around, it was just uh, not really worked into the choreography. It would get notes if this were a top model product placement mm-hmm. challenge. She didn't work pot lead into the into the lyrics. Nope. Nope. If she had done that, that would have been 12 points automatically. Anyway, there's all of that controversy. And then what I have been fascinated by... There's an online petition right now, like asking for the Cypriot broadcaster to withdraw the entry because uh, it may be offensive to the Christian population of Cyprus because she's giving her heart to El Diablo. I don't even know where to begin with this. I have not seen a more overblown moral panic on this level since uh, Pokemon cards 25 years ago, (sighs) which... Like, which mostly just like this weekend was also the 25th anniversary of Pokemon being mm-hmm. a thing, which is why it's at the forefront of my brain. I'm just like, this is what you're getting worked up about? It's it's just like the most surface level. It's so surface level to the point where I'm wondering if it's a plant from the like Cypress Eurovision Street Team. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> well, first of all, it took me a very long time to find the actual petition online to the point where like I hopped on Twitter and be like, does anybody have a link to this thing? Because everybody's reporting about the controversy, but nobody's actually linking to anything and their sources are other blogs that are writing about it. But like, it's also been picked up by like Reuters and Deutsche Welle and like other large news services. Even those write-ups, it, it's just so silly. They have to explain that El Diablo means the devil in Spanish. And it's just like, the devil, you say? If you have to explain why it's controversial, it's not actually controversial. Right. And it, and it's also just be like, it's a metaphor. My favorite part about all of the write-ups is like, they, there's a line in the song about putting sriracha on your body. And it just kind of reminded me of when Chris King was on the show to talk about uh, Cypress's 2019 entry and his big bugaboo uh, was with the music video and all of the honey being poured on people. And it's just like, what is with Cypress and the condiments? Like, <laughs> it's Cypress like... loves sauces. You heard it here first. Oh, goodness. So yeah, like every everything about this is just so unearned press, I guess. <laughs> so, oh like, yeah, that, no, it's yeah. just completely unearned. I have my own fun theory of what i'm doing with this just based on the okay let's let's assume that yes the the song is about that she's giving her heart to the devil el diablo <gasps> mephistoles let's assume the statement is true uh-huh. if this statement is true i posit that this song and fallen angel are about the same relationship much in the same way that 2019's arcade and replay were about the same relationship hmm okay Tix states that he is a fallen angel, and who is the most famous fallen angel? Why, yes, Lucifer. Okay. They are in the same semifinal, so, oh, we could get this matchup again. Maybe this is worth it. I don't know. <laughs> Just opening up a Google Doc and starting the fanfic now. There we go. Oh, goodness. But I think the song's fine. Like, it's certainly an earworm. It's been stuck in my head all day. But I think part of that may just be, like, having to do all of this internet sleuthing uh, Sunday morning when I guess I should have been in church. But uh, instead, I was looking up, like, where is this online petition? And and the <laughs> online petition is just, like, three lines. I, cl- I clicked on the petition. I was like, is this just, ch- like, org? Pretty much. And and that's the other thing. Aside from Betty White hosting Saturday Night Live, when has an online petition done anything? Anything. So yeah, that's how I spent yes. my Sunday. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, just 
just love a good moral panic mixed in with with the Eurovision. Yeah. <laughs> Think of the children. <laughs> the next one we're going to talk about is Germany. So Germany has been doing a lot of lead up, or at least uh, their artist Jendrik has been doing a lot of lead up on his TikTok and Instagram and all of the social channels showing the behind the scenes of his entry. And we finally have that entry. I don't feel hate. I don't feel hate. I just feel sorry. It's very clever whenever you find another way to wear me down But I don't feel hate I just feel sorry So you can wiggle back to me the thing it'll never wiggle back to you Cause I don't feel hate No, I don't hate it Okay So, you know, mission accomplished There are bits of the video for this song and bits of the song itself that I really like. And the problem is that there aren't enough of them. With the video itself, there's like the minute long intro that is mostly just the chair that Jendrick is sitting on being pushed along the floor and making the loud scraping noise. Mm -hmm. That is a sort of internet level humor of just like, we're going to play the full minute of this chair being scraped that my brain is attuned to due to years of essentially putting my brain in the microwave that is Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I really like the bits, I guess the dance breaks, where it moves up past just being the ukulele and has the full horns and like the full Trevor Horn yes level orchestral hit going on. Mm. I want more of the song to be made of that bit because when it's just the ukulele bit, it makes me listen to the lyrics and the lyrics are very glee. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to scratch what that itch was. And yes, it's that, a very special it. episode of Glee. And much like how last week we were talking about Finland and I already did Linkin Park once. I already did Glee once. We have revisited Glee. It's real bad. The The first verse is very Glee. And then the second verse realizes that it's very Glee and tries to get very meta mm -hmm. in a way that also does not work for me. Is mm -hmm. that you can't get away from being this type of song by being aware that you're this type of song. Right. What are your thoughts on this, Mike? Do you have anything else to add? Okay, so audio of the song leaked, and I listened to it, and just like, oh, okay, this was kind of what I was worried was going to happen, but I think I'm going to reserve judgment until I can see the music video and maybe get like what the full concept is. Saw the music video, and I think I'm now officially an old because it just, I did not have a positive response to this at all. And it's like, oh, is this what the kids are up to these days? Uh, I think part of it is like he uses the Brady Bunch font uh, at, for most of the text in the video, and that is sacred text in my book. But <laughs> I didn't make the Glee connection, but now that you say that, it makes perfect sense. It's like, ooh, and Glee was like oil and water. For me uh which is okay. kind of surprising so uh, i just do not like this but over the weekend there was this uh show uh on german television called schlager champions and he was doing what was called a live performance of it the moving around was live yeah but like the audio it was he was lip syncing to the track like you could see a couple of flubs and just the audio quality it was like no this is the audio track which is fine at this point because uh it's a very athletic performance that he was doing and it's the special just seemed like new year's rock and eve where it's just like the camera going crazy and zooming in on the audience and then cut 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 and it's just yeah very irritating to watch but particularly the horns part that you were mentioning earlier you could see it just turning into a musical theater performance 
Mm-hmm. And that's when it clicked for me. It's like trying to listen to this as a pop song is probably not the right way to approach this. And I can it's see the this wrong brain space. Yeah. He does have a musical theater background. So like this, this totally makes sense that this would be part of the process and seeing it in that kind of context. It's like, okay, I can see how this works as a performance, how does it work at Eurovision? That's what I'm going to be chewing on over the next few weeks, I think. Like, the second that you said it's a musical theater performance, it's like something unlocked in my brain where it's like, yes, mm-hmm. that that's why I why this was not clicking for me, is that, yes, this is, this is absolutely a number in a larger musical. Mm-hmm. There's also just something that feels very trite and very bi- vacation Bible school about the song, and that's a real specific me reference. I watched the Slogger Champions performance, and my main takeaway from that is is that I think that as long as Germany has gone, yes, this is what we are sending, that they should just give that their 110%. And like whatever the vision is for Rotterdam is help execute that and shape that. Mm-hmm. But give Gendrick some sort of majority of creative control because I thought that like there was a lot going on. And I agree with the New Year's rocking eveness of that performance because there's a group of cheerleaders over here. The audience is going crazy. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of when Germany was hosting in 2011 and their intro performance at the grand final and uh, particularly Stefan Robb's uh, contribution to it. And like the army of Lena's and just like the wild, I guess, schlager of that performance it's like okay that worked really well but that was also outside of the context of competition and how eurovision kind of works so i think this is going to be an interesting entry to watch and i'm kind of glad that germany is going in this direction because it's just like okay they they have the latitude to do this kind of experiment and if it's a colossal failure oh well it still got to the final because Germany automatically mm-hmm. gets to the final. If it's a major success, huh? You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. this one feels like it's going to be a marmite entry in that you either really love it or you just cannot stand it. And yet, weirdly, I'm kind of in the middle where I'm like, I just I need to see how it develops. Kind of sad that he's not going to get like the fun preseason experience because I feel like he could really whip up the crowd with this one. I think so too. The uh, next one that came out prior to the weekend was Ireland's entry from Leslie Roy, Maps. this on the first listen same it doesn't have the same stickiness as a bunch of the other stuff that dropped this weekend Mm -hmm. but i keep going back to it i keep finding new little musical things that i like about it i know i thought our entry last year was a little overproduced i think there's a little bit of restraint on this one which i think i'm responding to positively (laughs) and Mm -hmm. it, it feels like an irish entry which i haven't been able to say about ireland most years uh at least recently yeah. so yeah and like very specifically like the the first melodic lines of this song reminded me of the chorus. same here I'm- yes i'm just like that specific vocalization of the notes i'm just like that is that is the chorus is breathless 
Yeah. Un- unfortunately, there wasn't like a lot of controversy surrounding this one. So I think it kind of got lost in the shuffle of, of the shuffle of everything. So. Like sign my petition. Yes. Um, yeah. So yes. Like, I-, I haven't been able to form like a strong bond with this one. I'm looking forward to getting a chance to actually sit with this song. But so far, like first impression, I- I'm very positive on it. I really like the kind of like bridgey bit that like the title of the song comes from of like soul is a map, heart is a compass, I am the road. Netflix or Freeform or whoever pumps out all of the teen movies these days should just put Leslie Roy on retainer. Last year definitely felt like this is this is like a song in like a coming of age teen movie that pops up on one of these networks. This one also feels like track three or four on like the soundtrack album. Mm, Yeah, I I get that. And I think to be clear, when we say that sort of thing, it may sound like we're kind of slagging the entry. Like, no, that is that's where a the very money good thing. is made. Like, it's just like, if you can yeah. get that kind of gig, like, that is a good gig to land. Especially, like, in the last year, I hit, like, I have various musicians I follow on, like, Patreon who have been in the biz for, like, a decade or two, where that is where they're turning, is they're writing music for films, either in the score or, like, writing those en- those entries that pop up on the soundtrack albums. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's yeah. like that is that is good money if you can get it and like i mean that as a full compliment in that this feels like it should be soundtracking some sort of pivotal scene yeah and the video is just so lovely like, it's just like oh the outdoors it just looks mm-hmm. nice <laughs> it did make me just want like want to go for like a hike in the woods mm-hmm. i'm really looking forward to getting a chance to sit with this one and see how it grows and hope hopefully it continues to resonate uh with the fans it, it seems like people are uh responding positively on our unusually quiet saturday slovenia has traditionally done ema this year was a little different we had anna soklic premiering her song at the end of the special but the bits i watched were a lot of fun it, it was lea Cirk and another host sort of walking through the history of yugoslavia at the competition and doing that thing that eurovision has done with a few other hosts where they insert them into historical footage oh okay there was a a nice vibe of we've been in the house for a year so it's time to do some historical dress up every song had a different look it was great to see what Anna Soklich had cooked up and what she has is amen. What do you think of this one, Mike? <sighs> I I agree with that deep sigh because yes. Yeah, well, uh, I'm having a tough time with it. Like I, I, when I was cutting the audio for this, I was just like, okay, I kind of get where it's going. It's kind of word salad in a lot of ways. And it's oh, just like it's, this... re- it's really word salad. Yeah, but it feels like it's the sort of word salad that the jury may eat up. Like, I, I think they're trying to be in the same realm as, like, Proud and other, like, big ballads that have been very successful at Eurovision. And it feels a little muddled. And I think part of that may have been the presentation of it. Like, I, the audio mix isn't great, so uh, that, that makes it a little bit more difficult. And I, I don't know, I thought the staging was kind of boring, but what were your thoughts I fully agree with you that it's just like a big plate of word salad. Mm. Um, it, it's it's like vaguely inspirational, like a Hallmark card. It's called Amen, and there's a lot of hallelujah in there so that we can eventually get to a gospel choir. And I'm real scared that like the entries we're still waiting on, we're going to get a lot of gospel choirs trying to make things into big moments that aren't maybe deserved. Also, I feel like I feel like Slovenia had had toyed with us and said that they were, that they were sending something, or at least they said they weren't sending a ballad. And then like surprise. 
there was the vibe that like we're doing something different and i think that it could just been like the the euro fandom as a whole just hearing that and assuming that well they were sending a ballad last time so they were sending the complete opposite there's not a, a sense of humor about it and i don't know if it's necessarily the song i would agree with that yeah like it's, it's very serious the delegation like there i kind of i kind of want to let this one stew a little bit like i i it's not a bad song it's just maybe not the most enthusiastic entry and Mm -hmm. yeah it's sort of in the it gets better space in that like right now it's hard but like say you know but amen hallelujah you'll get through this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 They, they can't all be bops yeah anyways the main event on this weird saturday in between super saturdays was melfest heat four we chatted about this last week looking at the lineup it felt really easy to predict who was going to go through to the the final here uh the mamas were were sort of a lock i felt i thought so too and uh i love their performance and i think i I think i found who i'm rooting for for the rest of the competition so (laughs) i had been sort of looking for who to root for and just like just send the mamas again if there's anybody who was dtf in this heat it was eric sada dtf meaning direct to final oh okay you can understand my confusion uh, <laughs> uh although i'm very mad that you know, i was watching this later so it wouldn't have made sense in the in the moment but just like not posting the go to horny jail meme yeah. <laughs> about this song because oof yeah especially his reprise performance because it's just like uh yeah because like it was yeah <laughs> do, 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 should, should i be here do i need to leave the room uh <laughs> I like the staging of it, even though it's just hotline bling. Yeah. I'm not really a big fan of his, so I'm I'm also kind of indifferent to him as a performer. Yeah. And I don't get the, I don't get the sweater. I like that like in all of the different promo appearances, he's wearing different sweater combos, so like clearly a stylist is like sweaters. Yeah. Um, but I got surprisingly into who I wanted to go through to Andre Shanson. Yeah, I was uh, really surprised at how invested I was in this week's heat. Like, to the point where I was just like, wow, I'm kind of annoyed at how these acts were distributed. I think if they were spread mm-hmm. out among the other uh, heats of the competition, everybody would have gotten through. Well, almost everybody would have gotten through. Uh, I, I think um, one, one of the first eliminated uh, uh, Sanex read the room uh the the second that that song started it was just like no thank you please leave i feel like of the former schlager ladies i preferred this week's entry good life over still young both of them have like the same kind of real housewives quality to them Mm -hmm. i absolutely could have seen countess luann performing good life in fact i think at one point i thought it might have been countess luann performing it but (laughs) i like i was surprised at how much i enjoyed that one although like the outfits they were wearing like the sheen of the fabric it was just making me very uncomfortable because like oh is that just plasticky or like super leathery like I'm, I'm just thinking of like a car seat in the middle of summer and just how hot and sticky and gross that would be and just like ugh, under tv lights no thank you yeah that was a fun performance like really really like e- even sanix even though i did not care for that entry i thought everybody did a really good job and like it was kind of a tough cut this week looking at the lineups we have for this coming weekend uh we have alvaro estrella's baila baila versus lilia's sister's pretender we have Frida Green's The Silence versus Paul Ray's The Missing Peace. We have Clara Hammerstrom's Beat of Broken Hearts with Ephraim Leo's Best of Me. And the lineup where I would like both entries to go through, uh, Ava Ryberg and Ava Ruse's Rena Ramadingdong versus Clara Klingenstrom's 
Behover into Dagadog. <laughs> yeah, I think that matchup is the one that has broken the hearts of everybody following Melfest this year. <laughs> everybody else, cool, pick one. Those ones, please send both. I guess on the plus side, one of them is going to get through. I have a feeling it would have been difficult for either one of them to advance against any other matchup, but at least this way, one of them gets to survive, although... That's kind of a bummer way to think about it. Oh, yeah, just sort of mentally shifting things around, shifting the pieces of paper around to figure out, okay, but, like, what if we we put these ones against one another? Nope, lose. And look at this. We're excited about duels. Yeah, yeah, that that is kind of a rarity. So often it's just like, oh, yeah, we kind of know how this one's going to play out. Finishing out the afternoon uh, was Portugal's Festival de Canção, uh, their second semifinal. We had another uh, case where one of us was right uh, on who was going to advance. Uh, ten songs competed, five songs advanced. Ben, your pick uh, last week of uh, Voltafas uh, by Euclides did make it through. It was the last song announced uh, for advancing. Did you watch any of uh, any of the show? I did not. Oh, okay. Tell me what happened. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was like pretty straightforward performances. Uh, Euclides, uh, his performance, he was just sitting on a stool wearing what looked like very comfortable pajamas and just kind of totally relaxed and totally chill. And just like, this is exactly what I think everybody wants right now. It just looks so cozy. This is, this is the vibe I want. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was, it was another case of very solid performances all around. It felt like there was a little bit more pop in this week's field and a lot of those entries were the ones that got through it was a good show again it ran a unnecessarily long like there were the there was a performance window and then the voting window which is longer than the performance window <laughs> and yeah like the show started at three it didn't wrap up until almost six and it's like there are only 10 songs and they got through them in a pretty quick clip so kind of what you can expect to have happen this coming saturday with the final it'll be 10 songs again and probably a very long voting window with guest performances and stuff so um pack a sandwich uh <laughs> i did like watching twitter go wait a minute the voting window is how long mm-hmm. we're not going to know the results of the semifinal until when portugal likes to take its time with things no rush it's lovely in the moment, but yeah, when you when you have seven other shows happening, uh, as, as is usually the case around this time uh, in a normal Eurovision year, Judge Judy tapping her watch meme. So <laughs> kind of on the same tip of taking way too long, San Remo is happening this week. Italy's selection process uh, starts on Tuesday and it will run through Saturday. Half the field will perform on Tuesday and then the other half will perform on Wednesday and there'll be one round of voting that happens there. Uh, then everybody performs on Thursday. Everybody pr- performs again on Friday. There's voting that's happening with different groups uh, each of these nights. Uh, and then Saturday is the big show. That is when the public vote is uh, factored in. It should be a really exciting show, but it will run long. There are 24 songs that are competing. And yeah, the voting window is a pretty long voting window. This will be a show quite different from previous years of San Remo. Like no live audience. Uh, Naomi Campbell, who was supposed to be one of the co-hosts, uh, she wasn't able to get to Italy because of travel restrictions. So it's going to be an interesting watch i think naomi campbell isn't going to be there so what you're telling me is that there's more time for bits yes i'm sorry Um. (laughs) (laughs) yes apologies there will be more bits 
but there won't be as much booing because there's no audience unless they pipe the booing in so <laughs> pipe the, oh pipe the booing in if we can pipe applause into taskmaster we can pipe booing into san ramo do it so... it wouldn't be the same so starting on thursday moldova is going to drop sugar and they are doing such a promotional push on this one like Philip Kirkorov has been sitting in what I assume is his mansion, just bored all year, thinking up things, and he is ready to explode. But like in a fun way, not in a, not in a glass case of emotion way. Elsewhere, the Netherlands will be releasing Jangu's entry on Thursday as well. And then Belarus might happen. That's fun. Um, yeah, and then on Friday, we've got uh, Serbia dropping Loco Loco. Uh, we are in the eye of the hurricane now. The actual hurricane will be landing on Friday, so that should be fun. They've they've dropped a snippet and like a preview video on their uh, on both the Eurovision Instagram and probably their own Instagram. It's going to be colorful. I have a feeling Serbia and Moldova are going to be very similar in a lot of fun ways. So, <laughs> yes, yes, and I feel like both of their promos dropping today speak to that. Uh, so on Saturday, we've got uh, Estonia starting off the day with East Ilal uh, in their final. Uh, the 12 songs from the two previous semifinals will battle it out and uh, one winner will emerge. Uh, so that should be a good show. Uh, we've, we've talked about Estonia in depth, uh, so you can go back to our previous episodes to uh, hear what we had to say. We're very big on this field. Yeah, that should be a really good show. And there won't be anything running opposite it, at least during the performances part. So that should be a lot of fun. Uh, and then uh, Denmark is having their national final, uh, Dansk Melody Grand Prix. Uh, eight songs will be competing in that. We haven't really talked about Denmark yet. We do have a playlist on our Spotify channel. Ben, uh, were there any songs in the field that caught your ear? This one's a kind of a tough final because like, I feel like Ben and Tan should have been in in this field somewhere mm -hmm. i i don't know and like i don't know if it's that it's the only one that's not currently on spotify and it was therefore it was like the first one i listened to and it, that's just why i imprinted on it uh but the one that i'm i'm enjoying is emma nicoline's star league of hair trend right now like i feel like i use a different we, term we, to describe it every week so <laughs> we really need to pin one down because it is it is happening and that i think that's why i liked it is that of the like because there's a couple in the in the danish field that are kind of playing on that mm -hmm. this one i feel isn't just aping the style or at least is like doing something a little bit more with it what of this field grabbed you not really anything this this isn't my favorite uh danish field i, I, I gotta be honest about it, that. it's not it's not mine either yeah but uh I thought the song that felt the most complete or, yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. Like a, a complete product uh, is Mike Tramp's uh, Everything is All Right. Everything is All Right. necessarily my style like it, it really feels like it's hitting all of the country 
uh, what, what's been successful in the country genre uh, that Netherlands has been doing, a little bit of what Estonia has been doing the last few years. And Mike Tramp, he used to be the lead singer of White Lion, and he even represented Denmark, uh, I think it was back in the late 70s, uh, oh. as part of another group. Yeah, so... like I had not realized that. Yeah, yeah, so he has the experience, and he was a musician in the 80s, so I, I would love to hear his thoughts on all of this 80s revival stuff that's happening right now, especially the field that will be surrounding him on Saturday. I'm not wedded to this track, but it, it felt the most ready to go like the the turnkey song of all of the eight entries so <laughs> i mean there's something to be said for being an entry that feels ready to go in in this very weird year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah so that show uh will be happening on uh saturday i believe that show starts at 2 p.m eastern so it's gonna be at the same time as melfest and overlapping uh with estonia so uh yeah you're gonna have to come up with a plan if you're gonna try to catch everything on saturday so <laughs> yes uh we do not recommend uh multiple televisions we tried that it was a bad idea nope um <laughs> Uh, one recommendation I have of something that you can totally wait until Sunday to watch and have it be just sort of like a, a nice little brain cleanser. Both parts of the Dothy doc that Ruve has pulled together will be available online. Mm. Both of those do not have a region block on them. And if you wait until the next day, you can watch them with the subtitles on and have Google Translate translate from Icelandic. Oh. I watched the first part last saturday without the subtitles and it was delightful there was a lot of home video footage it's real cute (laughs) um but but understanding what was going on made it the second time when i watched it on sunday made it even better part one is like 33 minutes i'm assuming part two is gonna be about the same length it's a nice little palate cleanser a nice little way to calm down on sunday after all of saturday's craziness that's uh, the weekend, and then on Monday, there are going to be a couple of song drops. Uh, Russia is apparently having a national final out of the blue. Yeah, like, the, <laughs> yeah, just kind of came out of nowhere last weekend that just like Russia's like, yeah, we're having a national final. We're going to pick between three songs. Yeah, and they might be all little big songs, or it could be little big and other people, or maybe little big's not in it at all. Like, there's just rumors flying everywhere, and we weren't even sure, like, up until maybe about an hour before recording, whether or not, like, there was even going to be, like, if anything was actually going to happen, or if this, this was just a rumor mill thing. But there was a weird ad that started floating around on Twitter. So, <laughs> like the tweet, which basically says, based on this video, here's what I think is happening. Like, it does feel. Like the video has like the the one non little big member from last year's video for Uno, mm-hmm. the guy who's doing all the karate, in three different looks. Okay, which seems to indicate three different songs. And since it, they're all him, I'm assuming it's all just little big and friend. Yeah, I like the idea that Russia's kind of made like a rebus type situation here, and we're just like trying to talk through like how like uh, how the puzzle works, but. Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, some, something may or may not happen on Monday. That's all we can tell you right now. That's very all we specific. can tell you. It just feels very last minute and like, here, we're doing a national final on a Monday, I guess. Yeah. Cool. Speaking of very slapdash, cool, I guess. <laughs> San Marino dropped uh, another another stop on Sunit's Freaky Trip to Rotterdam. It's a mashup of Golden Boy and Toy from Israel. And they must be running out of bingo balls in the little hopper because the the whole thing with this one was just like 3D scanning. 
I wouldn't even call it a mashup. It felt more like a medley. Like, I was hoping for a Oh, mashup. yeah. Mashup is optimistic. It was a medley. Yeah. And, like, and it's a shame, too, because I was just thinking, like, as, as they were going through, like, the, the verse of Golden Boy and then going into the chorus of Toy and then having those two play against each other. It's like, oh, this could really work. And then it didn't happen. It's like, oh, okay. But, yeah. I mean, I... It does seem like this one was kind of thrown together at the last minute. And I don't know if it's the cause or the effect of San Marino uh, pushing their release of their actual entry a couple of weeks. So we will get San Marino's actual entry on Monday. Fingers crossed. We will finally see what, what Sunit has been cooking up in her lab. I'm optimistic. I am too. Like, it feels like she's having fun with this. Mm-hmm. And like... Ultimately, that's what I want from San Marino. San Marino is a very small nation. They're not going to win. I just want them to have a good time. Yeah, yeah. But she's just done a lot of work in the last year. And it'd be like, oh, it'd be kind of cool if she actually put all this stuff on an album and uh, released that. Because it's very experimental. Like, not all of the ideas worked, but I'm, I'm glad that we had this experience. Even if we were confused by it most of the time. <laughs> Mo- most of the time. <laughs> A lot to look forward to. Even more, because we have, what, 27, you said, uh, songs? that we... 27 entries at any moment. A thing can happen. Yes. <laughs> Malta. Malta could happen at any second. <laughs> it's just in the ether. So, yeah. Well, while we wait for that to happen, that's going to do it for this episode of the Euro What. Thanks for listening. The Euro What podcast is hosted by Mike McCone. That's me and Ben Smith. That's me. You can subscribe to the Euro What on the podcast app of your choice. When you subscribe, leave us a review, let us know how we're doing, and help other Eurovision fans find us. Show notes are in the description of this episode or on our website at eurowhat.com. If you'd like to contact us, we're at EuroWhat on Twitter, or you can email EuroWhatPodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next week to try to make sense of what's new in Eurovision.